We are in Ether chapter 3, and this just finishes that story of praying for how to get light on the barges. And the third way that we get answers to prayer is coming up with a solution and presenting it to the Lord and asking if that's the right solution or if he'll honor our thinking and our weighing out the options. And I think this is a lot um, to me, like marriage or, or college or big questions that we have where we come and he kind of expects us to weigh out and do some work. Joseph Smith did so much investigation of different churches and really had tried to come to a conclusion on his own. And it was over a year and a lot of time and his family had joined churches, two different churches and really tried to weigh it out. And so when James's words um, knowing he could not know how to proceed or did not know how to proceed and needed instruction from the Lord. I love that because I think of when um, I was told by the Spirit, I felt very impressed that Mitch was the person I was to marry. And yet my logical mind kept thinking, that's forever. That's how do I guarantee that he's never going to hurt me or never going to do things that are wrong. And here's the truth. There is no guarantee. And so you get to weigh things out and then come to the Lord. And I, I remember distinctly the Spirit saying to me after he had given me promptings that it was right and to proceed. Um, after I had prayed for the millionth time for another witness, the Spirit said, I will change your answer, Martin Harris. And I knew very clearly he was done with giving me witnesses. He had given me so many. And I had to proceed in faith. And I changed my prayer to, I'm going to do this until you tell me no. I know what no feels like, so I'm going to proceed until you tell me no. And this just reminds me so much of prayers like that, where the Lord says, go and figure it out and then come and present it to me. And and I just love this illustration. And so the brother of Jared goes up to the top of the Mount Shelem. And again, we remember in the scriptures that mountain is the mountain of the Lord in the temple. And he probably literally is on a mountain, but it is a spiritual place, and it represents a spiritual place and a meeting with the Lord. And so it tells us he did molten out of rock, 16 small stones. And I think sometimes this gets lost in, in the story, that we often say he found 16 small stones, but he didn't. He molten, and so that took work, and he made it, and it tells us white and clear, even as transparent glass. And um, I just love the thought that when the Lord touched these, it was like a light bulb. Um, that's what I have in my head as it says clear glass. And I don't know that that is what it really looks like, but it didn't look like rocks. And I just think that's amazing. The thought and the ingenuity of the brother of Jared. I mean, it's amazing how the work he had done to come through. Well, if the Lord touches this, it'll be an orb of light. And that's just incredible to me. And who knows the education or the thought process or the things in the brother of Jared's life that had led him to know this is how science worked. It's amazing. 
Okay, and so then it tells us in verse 2, it starts this prayer, and I just love that he details for the Lord. Okay, you've told us that we've got to go, and we've done this before, and don't be angry at me, but I don't want to do this in darkness. I know what that's like, how hard that was with our children, and how discouraging that was, and I love that he pleads for light in verse 3, oh Lord, look on me in pity. And I just love that. Please don't make us go forth in this raging deep in darkness. And I just hear the sincerity of knowing they know what this is like. And, and I just, again, am amazed the experiences we have in our life that prepare us for things to come. And also, Amazed at the witness that God is taking us to a promised land, to an outcome so much greater than any of us have in our minds. And so we have to really trust his plan and his timing and where he is guiding us. And so I love this. And I love that he ends in verse 4. I know, O Lord, thou hast all power and can do whatsoever thou wilt. Touch, O Lord, with thy finger prepare them that they shine forth in darkness. So basically touch these. And I just love this. And it came to pass when he had finished his words in verse six, the Lord stretched forth his hand and touched the stones one by one. And I remember hearing um, a seminary lesson um, where the teacher said, this is significant. He could have just, you know, with lightning or somehow touched and the whole group could have lighted, but he didn't. He touched them one by one. And he said, that is so significant and such an illustration of when he came and had them touch his hands one by one. He does that individually as he does the sacrament one by one to put light inside us. And I was so touched by that illustration. And so the question I have right there is, I love in five where he shows, he says, Behold, O Lord, thou canst do this. We know thou art able to show forth great power, which looks small to the understanding of men. And I just have right there, how have you seen the hand of God in your life? And what things would the world say are small, but are miracles truly in our light? How has he touched you and put light in your life? And I just love the wording of this and the thought of that, because I do think we explain away and make God seem small, or the world explains away and makes God seem small. But what miracles have you seen in your life? How has he put light in your life, individually, one by one, person by person. And I love that. Okay, so the, it tells us the brother of Jared falls to the earth. He is so shocked. And the Lord says, why? And he says, because I didn't know you were flesh and blood. And I love that because I think here's another witness that he has a body and is flesh and blood. And that's a very huge thing for the world to know. And a witness of <coughs> Joseph Smith's witness as well. And then it says in 9, And the Lord said to him, Because of thy faith thou hast seen me. And I have here, what, what could we see if we had greater faith? What miracles and what things does the Lord have in mind for us to witness if we work on our faith and have greater faith? And I, lo I love that. And I love in 10 that the brother of Jared says, Show thyself to me. 
That is incredible faith that he moves forward and says, show me. And I love in verse 11, the Lord's first question to him is, believe thou the words that I shall speak. That's what the angel who we find out in Nephi's interpretation of the vision is the son of God, is the savior as he talks to him, believest thou the words that I will tell you. And I think this is a pattern that we see in interview we see because as Ammon teaches King Lamoni, he asks him that, believe thou the words that I shall tell thee. And then when his brothers, Aaron, and his brothers go and teach King Lamoni's father, they do the same thing. Believe thou the words that I shall tell thee. And and each time the answer is so significantly the same. And here the brother of Jared says, yea, Lord, I know thou speakest the truth. For thou art a God of truth and canst not lie. And I love that each time in those cases that I just cited, they say, yes, I believe all that thou, art, that thou wilt tell me. And it's just such an incredible testimony and example to us of faith. But I also love that it says right here, thou art a God of truth and canst not lie. Here's another witness that we have several scriptures in the Book of Mormon that tell us that God is a God of truth and cannot lie. And that's so important for us to know that a spirit that bears witness to our heart, that is truth. And, and he cannot lie. He will never be deceptive to us. Satan is the master deceiver. God is a God of truth and bound by truth and cannot lie. And I love that testimony right here. Okay, and so I love in 13, it says, The Lord shows himself and says, Because now thou knowest these things, ye are redeemed. And redeemed means, in the very next sentence says it, brought back into my presence. That is what we have for all of us to be redeemed. And then he introduces himself in 14 and says, I am he who prepared from the foundation of the world. I am Jesus Christ. And he just testifies. And I love that he also says in 15, never have I seen such great faith because I couldn't have done this if you didn't have this great faith. And it, it's so much like the woman stretching out to touch the hem of the Savior's garments to be healed, to have that incredible faith. I love it. And we have the witness in 16 that his body looks just like his spirit. And that's such a testimony of what our spirits and our bodies look like, that they will look the same, that we will recognize other people in the spirit, that they are this, they look the same. 17. And now as I Moroni said, and so Moroni inserts himself and adds his testimony, Jesus showed himself to this man in the spirit, even in the likeness as he did to the Nephites. Well, the Nephites, he was resurrected. So there's our witness that they look the same. And I love that. And then he ministered to him and taught him. And then in 19, it says, and because of the knowledge of this man, he could not be kept from beholding within the veil. And he saw the finger of Jesus. He fell with fear and he knew it was the finger of the Lord. And he had faith no longer for he knew nothing doubting. And we learn line upon line, and we get to a point just like that apostle, and now it is set, I'm drawing a blank, and I can see him in my head, who that famous, famous, I want to say Talmadge, but I can see him in my mind, and I'm, I'm thinking that's not right, but said before he died, I know now, I will not know even more when I die than I know now, and I'm massacring this, that he is the son of God, and he is so emotional as he bears witness of that. 
And it's such a powerful testimony, but truly we can learn line upon line and know things so surely that they become knowledge and faith no longer. And isn't that awesome that our testimony of the Book of Mormon, our testimony of the Savior, our testimony of the church can be knowledge and not faith any longer. And that's so neat. And so it tells us he's no more kept within the veil. He's shown all of us. He's shown um, all time. It says, um, uh, but now the Lord tells him, you shall treasure the things that you have seen and heard and not seal it and not give it to any man that no man may know. And all of a sudden, as I read that, I thought, oh, see, when Limhi delivered these records to Mosiah, obviously they must have read it. They must have translated it, but it was not for them to show it to us or to give it to us. And so here Moroni interprets it, but still again, or puts it here in the record, but still again, it's not for him. It's for Joseph Smith. When he comes and translates, this is part of our record, and he does this in conjunction with what Moroni feels impressed and Mormon feels impressed to include there. But they had this. Mosiah had it, Limhi delivered it to him, so other people knew of this. It was just not to come forward until the Lord said, and I think that's neat. And then he says, I will give you tools. They put it in a language that others won't understand. He gives him tools, and he tells him in 23 of the Urim and Thummim. And I think it's so neat that clear back in the brother of Jared's day, he had the Urim and Thummim passes those on with the records and Moroni now has them and he will give them to Joseph Smith. So what God prepares, he prepares from the foundation of the earth for eons of time. Those things are in place and it's the same in our life. Our lives, there is a plan and we can pray and be used as instruments <clears throat> in God's hands and what he has planned and prepared has been in place from the foundation of the earth. And I love that. God's purposes. Um, it's such a testimony of. Okay. Again in 25. It, it reiterates. He saw everything. And maybe it's the first. It says it here. All the inhabitants of the earth. He saw us. He could not hold him out from that. Because of his faith. It says again. He had to show him all things in 26. And then 27, the Lord again says, seal them up. It's not for now. And then we end with 28. And it came to pass, the Lord commanded him, he should seal up these two stones we had he had received, show them not. The Lord would show them unto the children of men. And that came through Moroni, and that came through Joseph Smith. I just love this example of prayer. I love this example of faith. And I love that question of what things, what miracles have you seen? How has God put light in your life that the world might explain away as a small thing, but we know is a huge miracle, much as the Lord touching the stones for the brother of Jared. I hope you know the church is true. And more than that, I hope you know how much the Savior loves you.